Shalom, shalom, family. Good morning, good afternoon, good day. Welcome back to another episode of Daily Bread Podcast, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. Uh, I'm your host, Daliyahu. I'm here with my talented wife, Fasiba. Fasiba. And we are living for Yahuwah Ministries, and uh, we were going to bring you guys the word to continue to edify the community, keep the conversation going around scripture, biblical topics, teachings, lessons. We just try to hear the um lift you up, do the work of the kingdom and uh be of service. So um with all that said man, all praise to Yahuwah. Today we reading another chapter, Genesis or better sheep, chapter thirty two. And um it's gonna be a good one. I think I'm familiar with the chapter a little bit. I remember some of the stuff that happened. So uh, we ready to read, ready to get into it, but before we do that, we want to open up with a quick prayer and uh, open up our hearts for the Spirit, for the Father, just um, prepare our minds to, to receive His Word. So, let's pray quickly and then we can begin reading. So, Baruchatah Yahuwah. Alhinu Hamala Ulam. Our Father who is in the heavens, permit your name to be set apart. Permit your reign to come. Permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We ask that you give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us, please forgive us for the sins, for our sins and our transgressions against your Torah and your commandments. Also, forgive us for the sins and transgressions of our current family and forefathers for these sins and transgressions against your commandments, your Torah, and uh, all the things that we do, even out of ignorance, you know, we ask for forgiveness. As we forgive each other, we forgive our dead oars, we forgive those who transgress against us, those who owe us, um, as we strive to clear our hearts and forgive other people, we ask for forgiveness. Most importantly, you will allow us not to be led to trial, but save us and deliver us from the wicked one. For yours is the reign, the power, and the esteem, now and forever. So these things and more, plenty, plenty more, we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign, Yahusha. Hello, Yahuwah. How are you? Tudor Yahuwah. Tudor Your brother caught Yahuwah. Your brother caught Yahuwah. Amen. 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 Yeah, man, it's a beautiful day over here, man. All praise to you, Y'all hear the birds chirping. We ain't make it up. That ain't the, that ain't the computer. Um, all praise to you, The sun is shining. We have some uh, weather changes re- recently, so just so grateful for sunshine, the light, the heat, the warmth, all everything it brings. So praise you, for everything he made. And, uh, yeah, really, truly, all this thing to you. So, yeah, I've been following us, walking with us, reading with us. You know, it's been an interesting journey. We're following the adventures of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So today, we continue the saga. Genesis, Brother Sheet, chapter 32, verse 1. So Jacob went on his way. And the Malachim of Elohim met him 
first quarter, first verse off the chain, straight up. So always a good thing when the message of Allah he ain't meet you. And when Jacob saw them, he said, this is Allahim's camp. Hallelujah. So he called the name of that place, Mahanim. And I just want to stop again. As we continue to walk and read, we're getting a lot of geographical locations. And uh, we know he was coming from Padan, Iran. Some people say Iran. Um, that was, remember, the place Abraham left. It was called or or the Kaldashian. There's so many names of that place, that region. We know where that place is at. So he coming from there going back to the land of Canaan. We gotta remember that. And even last chapter he made a covenant with Laban. But the place where they was at, they named the heap of stones and it was called um Galid or something like that. So it, it's called Galid and it had another name. But the point is I'm noticing all these names and you know again having read the scriptures a couple times, they begin to stick out more and more. But these places later on when the Israelites say, oh, the Ark of Yahuwah was at Hebron, or it was at Galid, or somebody went to Galid, this happened, that happened. All throughout the scriptures, these people gonna make reference to what's happening in Genesis. Oh, this and this happened in Beersheba. This, this happened in Hebron. But these places were Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob sojourn. But these are the places where the kings, the judges, and all the other um, notable people in Yasharal, they, they also did mighty acts and certain things took place in these places so these names very important and um for me they just sticking out like um like they highlighted you know because the geographical markers but they also really more importantly than that they really markers of the events that took place that's what it was made for and that's what it was called by these names but they also very geographical so um yeah, it's just important to have a good sense of direction and understanding, you know, that's the whole thing we want to provide when reading is just context, you know, context again is the butter that goes on the bread. So just make note of that place and the, the way how this place got his name is very interesting because Yaakov, Jacob, he saw the camp of Allahim. He said, this is Mahanim, this is the camp of Allahim. Verse 2, when Jacob saw them, he said, this is Allahim's camp or Allahim's host. That mean a lot of people, a lot. So he came. So he called the place Mahanim. So that's that's what it means. It means two camps. So very interesting. Verse three. And Yaakov sent messengers before him to Esau or Ashu, his brother, in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. Again, all these places, <laughs> very telling. Verse four, instructing them. Thus you will say to my master Esau, Thus says your servant Jacob, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, male servants, female servants. I have sent to tell my master in order that I may find favor mm -hmm. in your sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother Esau, and he is coming to meet you, and there are 400 men with him. Hmm. When Jacob then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. He divided the people who were with him and the flocks and herds and camels into two camps. I guess he learned something from Allahim. Put them in two camps, huh? Interesting. Verse 8. If Esau comes to the one camp and attacks it, then the camp that is left will escape. And Jacob said, O Allahim of my father Abraham and Allahim of my father Isaac. Oh, yes, Remember, he laughed. 
O Yahuwah, who said to me, Return to your country and to your kindred, that I may do you good. Everybody be recalling the promises. Yahuwah, you told me this. Now you said, come back. Please. Verse 10. I am not worthy of the least of all the deeds of steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff, I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two camps. There's a footnote also. Remember we read the, um, the pseudographic, and it kind of tell a, a more um, detailed um, account of what happened when he left his brother. He went to go stay with LeBron. He actually got robbed on the way. And for me, that's just like a, I don't know, excuse me for my language. It's like a black man's story. Like, that's how it happens to a black man all the time. Like, you got to your last and then somebody, you know, you get robbed. So that's actually what a story, how the story goes to the graphic. He was on his way to LeBron. He had some things he was bringing with him. And he got robbed on the way by like a caravan of uh, robbers on the road, you know. And he went, he ended up going to LeBron with nothing. But he, he was bringing something. So very interesting like he real counting he do a test to at least that much he said i came with nothing so very interesting see i crossed the joint with just my staff but now i become two camps so mm -hmm. verse 11 please deliver me from the hand of my brother from the hand of esau for i fear him that he may come and attack me the mothers with the children mm. but you say i will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. So he, he knew that much. He knew the promise. And so he already understood what would happen when his family multiplying, women multiplying, children multiplying, and most importantly, the flock multiplied. And that was the most crazy part. Again, that's what him on the bond had, had issues about how much it actually multiplied. So we see who had already begun to do the work obviously with Jacob or as we will soon know him as Yasharal verse 13 again he said but verse 12 but you said I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea which cannot be numbered for multitude number cannot be numbered for multitude interesting Verse 13, so he stayed there that night, and from what he had, from what he had with him, he took a present for his brother Esau. 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes, 20 rams. And again, I can't help but say it, because we were just talking about multiplication. You're going to be, it's going to be numbered without multitude. And again, it's like, Everybody got different understandings of how, how you make these things happen. But again, uh, you know, we look at Yahuwah. We look at creation. And again, for us who understand his word and with context, and you just in tune with the Father, it's very clear. And even you look at creation, you got 200 female goats, 20 male goats. So the number is always proportional, 200 to 20. But it's supposed to be multiplication happening. So we see what's going on. Again, 200 ewes, so ewes must be female sheep, and then 20 rams. So very interesting, um, just to continue to see how you multiply. Verse 15, 30 milking cows and their calves, 40 cows and 10 bulls. It's a nice blessing package right there. It's a nice package. He's going to be good for a long time. He's setting his brother up pretty well. 
20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. These he handed over to his servants, every drove by itself, and said to his servants, Pass on ahead of me and put a space between drove and drove. Very smart man. Presentation is key. I just see. He presented, he instructed the first. When Esau, my brother, meets you and asks you, To whom do you belong? Where are you going? And whose are these ahead of you? Then you will say, They belong to your servant Jacob. They are a present sent to my master Esau. And moreover, he is behind us. Likewise, instructed the second and the third, and all who followed the droves. You will say the same thing to Esau when you find him. That's how you find favor in somebody's sight. <laughs> for real. For real. Well, by the time he see you, he's going to definitely give you a big hug. Verse 20. And you will say, moreover, your servant Jacob is behind us. For he thought, I may appease him with the present that goes ahead of me. And afterward, I will see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. Hallelujah. So the present passed on ahead of him. And he made... And he himself stayed that night in the camp. The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children and crossed the four of the Yabak. Or his eleven sons. Children. Because they do mention she had a daughter already. Interesting. But it definitely didn't count though. Eleven sons. Eleven sons, eleven children. Mm, what else? Verse 23. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. Yaakov, hand on the hill, he by himself. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. Very interesting chapter. Um, always iconic, especially in the history of Yasharal. If you, you know, claim a Yasharal, you saying his name, very important to understand how it came about. Who gave him the name? All these questions very relevant. So I just want to pause at first. Chapter 23, verse 24. It's very clear. It's saying Jacob wrestled with a man. So let's continue to read. Verse 25. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket. Ooh, that's crazy. My hip hurting. He touched his hip socket And Jacob's hip was put out of joint As he wrestled with him Verse 26 Then he said let me go For the day has broken But Jacob said I will not let you go Unless you barack me Or bless me Very interesting That was an interesting request too Like I ain't gonna let you go So he saw Alahim camp He said this is the place Alahim camp at He split up his camp into two camps and then he wrestled with the man, but then he let the man go. Kind of almost prevailed against the man. Very interesting. 27. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, your name will no longer be called Jacob or Yaakob, hand heel, but Yasharal. Yasharal. For you have striven with Elohim and with men and have prevailed. Ooh. And it's like, that's such a strong name. And it's such a, the details of it so resounding. Like, life is struggle now. Every day is a battle. But he told it. it just show you that you can overcome. He said, you struggle with man and Elohim, but prevail. 
That's crazy. Verse 29. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. So remember, it said he wrestling with a man. So he said, ask the man, what's his name? Verse 29. But he said, why do you ask my name? And there he baruch him or blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Paniah, which means the face of Allahim, saying, For I have seen Allahim face to face, yet my life has been delivered. So verse 24 said he was wrestling with a man, but by verse 30, he's saying he wrestling with Allahim. And that's even confirmed by the Allahim he's seeing. It's confirmed by what we read because you see in 28, even the Malak. The man, Alahim, whoever he wrestling with, told him the scripture term. He said, you wrestle with Alahim. So that's why we could assume he this Alahim he's seen. So very interesting account in this chapter. Very interesting. A lot to understand. Verse 31. The sun rose upon him as he passed Panuwal, limping because of his hip. Wow. Therefore, to this day, the people of Yasharam, do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. Wow. Talk about a story like not magical, mystical. It's like mystical. It's like, you know, um, what's the word for the story? Wonderful. It's a wonderful story. What did it say? Um, Pala is the Hebrew word. I think it is. It means like, it's like amazing. It's an amazing story. Like the man wrestled with Allahim in the midst of all he going through. You know what I'm saying? He really worried about not getting killed by his brother, but Allahim came to him. It is what it is, man. Um, I'll pray to you all for letting the word go forth. Um, thank y'all for reading with us. Thank y'all for walking with us, taking a journey with us. Be sure to interact with us in the Q&A and um, tell us what you think about the episode. Um, how do you see it? And um, until next time, we see you guys in the next chapter. Shalom.